Hello and welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who made the choice to swap rigidity and impossibly high standards for joy, ease, and flow. Now I'm on a mission to boldly build an impactful, insanely successful business and to help other women do the same. So if you're ready to up-level and step into the next version of yourself, then join me as we commit to imperfectly designing the business and life of our dreams. Hello, hello, and welcome to another bonus episode of the All or Something Living Podcast. In these bonus episodes that we do once a month, I sit down with my now husband, Jason, and we just talk about different topics. If you ever have a topic request, go ahead and find me on Instagram. If you're not with me there, I'm at Lauren M. Kepler, which will stay Kepler, by the way. Um, For business reasons. For business purposes. Or you can, if you're on my email list, just hit reply to anything and we will cover pretty much any topic, whether you think it's taboo or not. Um, So just let us know. And so this bonus episode, we are going to be talking about body image, body image, specifically in a relationship. So if you're a listener of this podcast, you may know that I've talked about body image in different capacities. And so I thought it would be interesting to bring in a conversation with Jason about body image because it was one of the biggest factors that created some tension in our relationship. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But for now, we are sitting here. I am drinking a whatever we had around the house. So I put together this vodka, peach Red Bull, and orange juice concoction. And Jason, Mr. Fancy Pants, is over here drinking what? Gentleman's Jack. Straight up Gentleman's Jack. Yes. Okay, so we're just going to start this episode off with a bang. And I'm going to share... The story, this is like one of our defining stories of our relationship. I think, Jason, I don't know. Do you ever get sick of hearing this story? Does it bother you to hear it's, it? It's been a while since you've told it. But, yeah, like early on, like when we first moved to Vegas or whatnot, yeah, I got tired of hearing it because, well, I'll talk more about it later. Yeah. <laughs> when I was, I mean, I had we had to really work through this. I think that's why I say it was such a defining story in our relationship because it created a lot of strain on our relationship for years. And yeah, I used to tell this story to anyone and everyone who would listen because I had to really work through my feelings on it. And for a long time, it was, it created doubt in my mind for our relationship and whether or not we're meant to be together. So, you know, Jason being this tall six, four black man with like a six pack, even after he eats a whole pizza to himself, like, To me, I always just thought that he has a perfect body. He has it all together. And again, that's something we'll get more into. But this was my perception that like, oh, he must never feel anything about his body. And when we first started dating and I would see him naked, I was like, oh, my gosh, like he's out of my league. And um, I had my own body image issues. And he met me at a time in my life when I was in the dieting phase. So I was in my thinner body. And that also made me nervous because I thought, okay, well, the truth's going to come out because I can't diet forever. I could never keep up that like facade. And so I'm like, the truth is going to come out. And when it does, he's going to find me undesirable. And that's where this story comes in. So we're dating, we're living in England, um, just starting to date. I think this was what, how many, 
this was like, not even, I don't even think we were official. No, we were. Maybe it was like, was it after you said you loved me or before? That'll tell us the timeline. I, I really, I don't know. I don't know when you took that trip mm, to Greece. I think, oh, okay. So I think it started because it didn't happen after the trip to Greece, but that's where the first kind of um, seed was planted. Mm. So, yeah. So I think the Greece trip was actually before you and I were official. Mm. So we're like first seeing each other. And like I said, I was in my like thinner body. Before I met Jason, I had kind of gotten my shit together. I was living in my flat. So living alone for the first time in my adult life in um, a place and... So I had this beautiful routine going. I was like cooking and meal prepping and I was so good, like consistent with the gym and had lost all this weight. Everyone was like complimenting me. And um, so I was feeling good. I was in that groove. Meet Jason, we start dating or going on dates, spending a lot of time together. Instead of wanting to go to the gym, I wanted to just hang out with him. My gym morning routine or my gym routine up to that point had been going to the gym at like 5 a.m. before work. So um, I would it was easy for me when I was single to just get out of bed super early. So I did that. And then when we started dating and stuff, I saw what he could eat, which is like he doesn't ever I've never even seen you have to worry about what you're eating. Um, or stress about it or anything. And so I was just like enjoying it. So we would go out to eat, eat like Indian food and whatever. And so naturally just the way that my body is designed, like I, I'm prone to being a larger size (laughs) and my body was trying to fight that. And so I had gone on a trip to Greece with a few of my girlfriends and it was, how long was this trip? Like three or four days or something. It was, it wasn't like weekend trip, but it was like, not like a week long. So it was long enough to that me and my friends like also really enjoyed our time there. We ate whatever we wanted. And if you are familiar with diets and if you yourself have dieted, then you understand that like when you're on vacation and you've been in that diet mentality for so long, you just go crazy just for the sake of going crazy or like, Oh, it's my time to be free. So then you put on all the weight that you've gained or weight that you've lost and sometimes more. Um, And so that was my mentality back then. So my friends and I had just eaten whatever we could, drank drank a ton, whatever. And I noticed like even just coming back, like my body had changed a little bit. And so Jason and I were like reconnecting after the trip. And I remember we had sex and he, I could just like, there was something distant with him, like something was off. And I felt like, to me, it felt like a lack of attraction, but I was too afraid then to even ask. Um, Did I ask or anything? Like, how did we, I just remember the feeling and just feel like being like, again, because we are in such a new relationship, um, I felt really uncomfortable, but I didn't know how to talk to you about it. Yeah, honestly, I don't even remember so long ago. Well, and I think because it was something that was so prominent in my mind, but not yours. Right. Um, Because you didn't, like, have the insecurity and you didn't recognize what I was feeling. So I think... I think I kind of let it go, but like I said, that was kind of the first seed that was planted. And then months down the line, when I had separated from the Air Force and I was getting ready to actually leave England and we were about to be long distance for the first time... We're at his house one night, and I had been feeling that feeling that I felt after Greece for quite a while, like, and I just sensed that you were, like, looking at me differently, and just, I don't know, there was something off, 
And so I remember one night I was having one of my mental emotional breakdowns that I used to have a lot in the beginning of our relationship. And I don't remember why I went into, you had this spare room that was just full. It was like a storage room. It was full of boxes and stuff. And I remember being in there. I don't know if I like went in there to get away from you and I was like crying, but you like had followed me and you were on the floor with me. Um, and you were like, what is going on? Like, what is wrong? And I finally asked the question that I dreaded asking, which was, um, are you less attracted to me because I've gained weight? Was that the question? Was that how I worded it? Oh no, it's been, like I said, it's been a while since you told the story that I've even like Mm -hmm. forgotten a lot of the details. But that's the key point is I just basically said, are you less attracted to me because I've gained weight? And you... And this is, I mean, you've been consistent with this from day one. Like, you tell people the hard truths that they don't, like, you don't tell people what they want to hear. You tell people the hard truths, what's really on your mind. That's something I hadn't really accepted or understood about you back then. Um, So I remember when you would be really honest with me, sometimes it was like a punch in the gut. And so you looked at me and you said, like, yeah, like, I feel that way. I feel less attracted to you because you've gained weight. And I just remember like my whole world crumbling coming from someone who had like been teased so much as a child who I had always believed that my weight was determined by my worth because, you know, when I lost weight as a young girl, like all of a sudden all these people were interested in me, people were nicer to me, all these things. And I felt like I was reverting back to that unlovable version of myself. And your words just confirmed that to me. So I remember running downstairs like I was just like I couldn't even look at you after that. I went into the bathroom. I locked myself in the bathroom and I tried I, I either tried to or I did make this is a trigger warning for eating disorders. I either tried to or I did make myself throw up. And I went into this I I just remember being in this like head spiral where just so much was going on like I felt all of a sudden like I was just disgusting and you know all these mm-hmm. what's your look for? You're kind of looking at me like... No, I'm just looking at you. Well, you you feel like you have a... You seem like you have a different interpretation. No. Or that you're surprised or something in your face. Right, because, again, like I said, it's been a while since I heard the story and stuff like that. Because, yeah, it's just me coming back, like you said, the throwing up part and, you know what I'm saying, just running downstairs and, you know what I'm saying, you like yourself in the bathroom. So that's just me just vaguely trying to remember like the situation and stuff like that trying to connect because like you said the way you felt and that how it felt to you is a lot different than what it felt to me because like I said I was just being honest and like you just said um even now or even when you was telling story to people people like how could you say that I was like I was being honest but I don't sugarcoat it and I told her I was just like I was still loved her I was still with her but she asked me an honest question I gave her an honest answer yeah Yeah, that was a really hard, (laughs) it was a really hard truth to hear. Um, And I don't know, like we've since talked about it. Would you, if I asked you that again now, would you still respond in the same way? Yes and no. Uh, If if it was in that situation, um, I would, no, again, I know you better now. I know how to tell you the truth, but preface it by letting you know something before, you know what I'm saying? Saying, like, purposes, like, um, 
I understand, like, yeah, you, you we've been, the way we've, I, we've been eating lately, we've been going out, I understand, like, this and that. And yes, I have, like, I know I've, I've recognized that I've seemed a little off, and that's not nothing, that's not only with you, but that's just with me, too. You know what I'm saying? Just being, giving you more detail in it, so that's just me now from being with you, from having conversations of how to approach somebody and how to still be me, but just kind of... Uh, be able to better explain it for people who are you know more sensitive than I am. Well, let's actually talk about that for a minute because that's a good point. Is there are I think a lot of people in relationships, and as you know, so many women would hear that story and be like, oh, or have heard that story and have been like, oh, dump his ass, break up with him, mm-hmm. like he doesn't really love you. But the word attracted, when we're talking attracted, what I meant, and I think that's how you perceived it, right, was physical attraction like outer attraction not inner like like you said you still loved me you still knew that I was me but physical attraction and I think in relationships we feel this obligation to always say that we're 100% physically attracted to our partner and if that wary if that um, wavers at all then somehow we're wrong but I mean it really was looking back on that it was an honest answer that you gave me And it was something that I obviously had to work through within myself to remind myself that my outer appearance doesn't determine my worth and it shouldn't determine our relationship either. There are times, and the reason I want to bring this up is just to any, for anyone listening in a relationship to normalize like honesty, being honest with your partner, because, you know, women are supposed, you, you hear this narrative that women say, oh, do I look fat in this? And the husband's supposed to say, no, no, not at all. But there's not honesty. There's not vulnerability and connection in that. There is no truth in that experience. And so um, it just continues to create this barrier between you and your partner when you're not honest about how you're feeling. And that helps you also to recognize that your feelings and your thoughts are your responsibility and how your partner takes it are their responsibility. That is something that we hadn't developed at that point in our relationship. And honestly, it took us a really long time to get to that place. And still, it's hard, I think, to hear the honest truth from each other. But even now, there are times where Jason and I go through phases. Sometimes I'm like madly attracted to him and I think he's the sexiest man in the world. And then sometimes I'm like, ugh, like get out of my face. And that's just the honest truth. And when I go through those fluctuations, it has more to do with how I'm feeling than really like him himself. So it's more, again, it's me taking responsibility for my feelings and him taking responsibility for his. You have anything to add to that? Mm-mm, Cause I mean, just to, just to comment on the whole, yeah, do I look fat in this? Like, I feel like men now, cause that was such a thing, like not even back in the day, but like the the early odds or like in the back in the nineties where yeah, they would question about I think men have become more aware and be like, that's not as flattering or I think women have come better at owning themselves and just like realizing like this isn't flattering to me. If it, if you have to question it, then you know, you already know like hey, this is not flattering because more so I've heard you ask, like, oh, you like how my butt looks in this or, you know, like how this makes you look or how this makes you feel more so than looking for me for that validation. Right, exactly. Yeah, that validation. I mean, if you're looking outside of yourself for validation anyway, that's usually a good red flag. 
I like to ask my girlfriends when they ask me about their outfits, my first question is usually, how do you feel in it? How does it make you feel? Because it's not really about me and how I feel. It's about them. So I can even, I can say all day till I'm blue in the face, oh, you look great in that outfit. But if they don't feel comfortable or confident in it, it's going to show. And they're the ones who are going to have to suffer for that. So, um, yeah, I think that's really important to just, again, find that validation within yourself. And so after this whole incident, first of all, like I said, it created a lot of friction and fights in our relationship because I took it as I took it and ran with it. I took it as him like no longer being attracted to me. Then he wants to cheat on me. He wants every girl except me. So we'd be out drinking and it would come up every time. And I'd be like, why'd you look at her? And, you know, and so then I was like, okay, well, the answer then is for me to become the thinnest and fittest I've ever been in my life. Like the answer for me in this situation to fix it is to fix my body. And I went on that, I went on that path for a really long time, like for a few years after that. And I became increasingly frustrated because you remember when I started to like do bodybuilding and mm -hmm. we were long distance. So I was like, oh, I'm losing all this weight for him. He's going to come back and I can't wait to see the way that he looks at me. And you didn't look at me any different. And um, the more I kept, I still kept trying. I remember you came home from a deployment and I'm like, I've literally on before while you were deployed, I was like starving myself basically to try and get skinny for you because I thought that was the way to get you to accept me and to never lose attraction to me. And, um, you came back from deployment and again, you didn't treat me any differently. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like I'm literally trying everything I can to impress you with my body when I was focusing on the wrong problem to begin with. So what was the problem that I should have been focusing on? Your confidence, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. because that's what I always told you. Um, and that's what I always like would tell you too. When you asked me certain things, I'm like, it's all about confidence. It's all about how you feel, you know what I'm saying? In your own skin, because as I've told you, I'm not always as confident in myself as I am other times, but when I am confident, like it radiates, like other people see it and it's just, that's what people feed on. That's what people see that energy, that confidence that you walk with and stuff like that. And can yeah. I, can I interject for a second? Mm -hmm. Just in case you don't go there. Um, oh, did you pause it? No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still, we're still live or not live, but, um, no. Oh, now you made me forget it. So, um, the thing that you were picking up on was that even when I had like lost all this weight, it was like the confidence still wasn't there. There was still like, um, there was still something missing. Like, I think you could sense that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, what did you think that, like, did you associate the two at the time or what were your, like, what were your thoughts of me as that person? If you understand See, the question. Yeah, and I do. And like, and the reason why you never saw any difference, because I loved you all the same, you know, so you were still my Lauren, like, I was, ex I like, and like I said, to this day, I always tell you, I was like, I'm, I am so unpredictable in how I feel in whatever, in any given moment. I was like, so it's very frustrating for you, would be for you to try to predict on how I'm going to react to anything. So that's why I was just like, even when I saw you, 
how I felt was, man, this is this is my girl back home, so excited, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like looking at you and you know what I'm saying? And I would notice like say going to the gym, like when we live together and work out together, I could I would notice your strength and stuff like that. But it was just it was still just you and I just like I loved you, especially at that point, especially coming back from a deployment, it was just like I was all about just you as a person. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like I said, that something missing was the fact that I was still just kind of hanging on to you for validation and approval. Like, I was still looking outside of myself. It wasn't something that radiated from within. And I think any woman who... I don't know, there's just... You can feel the difference in a woman who doesn't have that inner validation versus one who does. Like, she she just carries herself mm-hmm. differently. Like, I wasn't compl- a complete, I guess the way I could say it, I wasn't, like, whole or complete without you yet. Mm-hmm. And I needed to get there. So that's the area that I need to f- needed to focus on. And this is whether you're in a relationship or not. As a woman, you know, we think that the solution is to fix our bodies and it's going to fix everything else. But it's the other way around. Like, you need to really fix the internal the internal turmoil that's going on for wherever it comes from. For me, again, it came from my childhood and learning how to relate to my body by its appearance. I continue to see the women in my family obsessing over their size and always being on some kind of diet. And that's kind of just what they do all the time. And it's really tempting to get back into that place and to try and, um, to try and, use that I don't know to try and get to that place where you think that you your body is going to give you a whole new life or a whole new view of things or whatever you know Mm -hmm. I just have to keep reminding myself that that's not the key so so yeah so we went through that um obviously we talked about kind of the journey that I went on personally was there any sort of journey that you um, cause I want to, I want to talk about in a second, the realization that we had. So I don't want you to go into the body image thing as a man yet, but as I was going through my journey, was there any kind of journey that you were going through or was it just kind of like, let me just be patient while she airs out her frustrations to everyone and figures her shit out? Like what were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it was just me learning how to better understand you and because like you said I never experienced it and just kind of um learning about it like real time through how you were dealing with how you were processing all this stuff and how like the other side of the coin when talking about like eating disorders and body image issues as far as gaining weight and stuff like that so I never had those issues so yeah, it was it was just a journey for me, just a learning experience for me to see how the other side lives. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's something too. I don't know if you had been used to this from previous relationships, but I am a very transparent person. Like I cannot hide who I am or what I think or whatever. And so when I'm in a relationship or a close friendship or anything with someone, I cannot let things go. Like if I I can't just if it's not resolved, I can't just let it go and I can't fake it. So it will continue to be an issue that comes up. And that's what I think you were referring to when you said I kept telling the story to everyone because I had still not resolved it. I don't think you and I had come to a place yet where 
we both had the language to have the conversation for it. And so I think what you were just describing was when I started learning about body positivity and health at every size and I started educating you, we started to both find the language around having these difficult conversations. And we really wrestled with it for a long time, like for years and years. And where I think the breaking point was or the point where I kind of opened my heart and realized that um, there was something going on and his end too is we sat down together it we it, this whole thing led to another one of our like arguments our typical like conversations about this and I was just trying to understand you and because I think sometimes you can come across and I've told you this so this isn't the first time but you can come across as unrelatable sometimes because I don't know, I think what you've told me is you kind of just silently go through things or you, you work through things on your own. And so it's not really like a visible, transparent process like it is for me. And so here I am this whole time frustrated because I'm like, oh, you're Mr. Perfect. Must be nice to have a perfect body and never have body image issues and to be you. And here you are sitting on your pedestal looking down at me saying, well, you need to look like this in order for me to, I took it. Again, these are my thoughts. You need to look at me like this, or you need to look like me in order to please me, for me to find you attractive. I associated attraction with love, etc. Um, and we had this moment after this, um, another argument about it. And we sat down in the mirror together. Like I was really trying to understand you. So we, I had just learned, you know, the naked mirror exercise where you sit in front of the mirror and you just really like look at your body naked and you point out the parts of yourself that like you love and then the ones that are usually hard to look at. So I asked you to sit down and do that with me. So you and I sat in front of the mirror naked together and you had told me and correct me with this story if I don't tell it properly, but what I from what I remember, you pinched this area of your lower belly and you said something like, um, I like get self-conscious or I don't like these rolls when I sit down. And it was like you pinched this tiny little piece of skin. <laughs> like it wasn't any sort of fat. It was literally a piece of skin. But just the fact that you told me that that's something that you like struggle with having. I was like, oh, he has like some body image issues there too. Or he has his own thing that he's going through. Because to me, that felt like a disordered mindset. Um, and so I felt like you and I, for the first time related on that disordered mindset to where w what I mean by disordered mindset is that we're perceiving things differently than the world might. So my disordered mindset is me always feeling like, or often feeling like there's something wrong with my body for being larger. And then yours was, yeah, thinking that that skin was a fat roll. So I kind of want to segue into let's, you know, I want to give you the floor to just talk about your body image and how that's like throughout your life and how that's impacted you and, and you're different because Jason and I kind of have opposite stories with body image. He struggles with not feeling, well, I'll let you tell the story. Okay. Um, so like Lauren was saying, like we're kind of opposite to where she has a problem where she, her body gains weight easier my body has the opposite problem. It's hard for me to gain weight. And I get that from my beautiful mother, which as a petite woman, that's cool. But as a man, um, you often want to like 
have this, uh, you want to be bigger as a man. So that's hence why, you know, having a dad bod or being swole is, a, you know what I'm saying, is, is good for a man because you're thicker. You're able to protect your your woman or your family and, and stuff like that. So growing up, I was always slim, always had a small waist and a slim build. And especially when I was younger, when I went through my growth spurt before I was able to put on any like muscle or whatnot, I was just literally like, for lack of a better term, like skin and bones, I was real, I was real slim. And I just always carried that with me, even when I, like, I discovered the gym, I would like work out and take weight gainer and stuff like that. But still, I could never pack on the pounds that I would wanted, but just because of, of my frame being an ectomorph and not being able to uh, put on the weight. And again, at that time being young, I didn't understand. I just thought like, hey, as long as I eat, I'll be able to gain weight. And as long as I work out, I will be able to, you know what I'm saying, turn that weight to muscle. But that's not the way the body works. <laughs> now now I know. Um, so, yeah, so when me and Lauren was in that, sitting in the mirror and I, I'm always, I was try to have good posture, sit up straight. So in that time, like I just slouched like her and I told her, I was just like, yeah, I got this, it's like roll right here. And for me, like I could feel it. Like for me, it felt like a roll. And for me to have a 28 to 30 inch waist and not have a flat stomach just seemed off to me. It seemed like, no, if I'm gonna be this slim, um, I can't have, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have any body fat. And this is coming off of me trying to get into physique competitions and stuff like that. So being used to having like very low percentage body fat, very toned, even though still slim, but just very toned because it's all muscle and stuff like that. And coming off of deployment, but then once you come off of deployment, you have all these foods now that you didn't have when I was over there in Afghanistan. So I'm just like eating everything and drinking everything, just being back in the world for um, for the first time in four months. And I was just like, yeah, uh, I need to get back to the gym or I need to do something because I didn't feel right in, in you know, saying with my body. I wasn't comfortable with my body. And, um, and again, that's, that goes back to when, like I said, ever since I was young, being slim and then going through a growth spurt, getting stretch marks on my back and stuff like that and thinking like, why do I have, how do I have stretch marks? I'm slim. Usually the only, you know, people who went, who go from fat to slim have stretch marks. But no, it's, it's, just, it's just your body, the way your body reacts to growing and stuff like that. And I know that now. And it's just, that's just the way my skin reacts. Again, I get it from my mama. So... But again, it just took a while for me to to kind of heal that relationship with my body. And with Lauren dealing with her relationship with her body, we kind of just went through it together. Like I said, it was that point in the mirror where we kind of like found some common ground for the first time actually telling each other and seeing each other in a different way. It was like, oh, okay. So we, we both have our problems. Neither one of us are, are perfect. We both have our problems that we need to work through and uh, we see now that we can lean on each other to get through these problems. Yeah, well said. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. 
And I think just hearing him talk, maybe it will help you recognize that, you know, as women, we think we're the only ones who struggle with body image. It's what we hear about more. Men just, as part of the toxic masculinity, you know, it's kind of taboo to even talk about things like this. So that's why, you know, I thanked Jason for his courage to even bring that up um, because it's not as simple for men to just be able to say, well, like you, like, you know, someone might say, oh, woe is me. Like you're too skinny. What a problem to have. I wish I had your problem, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's just as real to you. And I have known people who got teased for being skinny, you know, the other, the opposite way. And it really messed with their confidence as well. Um, so I think we need to give men more of a platform to be able to honestly speak about how they feel and what you were describing the society standards of the dad bod or get ripped like to be a bigger male that's literally just society's expectations it's not the truth and just because society says doesn't mean it has to be your truth you know you have to find what your body what feels right for you and your body um you know, and this has been something like I've even talked to you about the way that you speak about your body in front of Jalen because Jalen has the same body type as you. And Jalen is often afraid to wear, um, he won't wear like shorts or short sleeves. He'll wear sweatshirts and hoodies and joggers all throughout even 115 degrees because he's so self-conscious of how skinny he is. And sometimes Jason, so just as I tell women, be careful about the way that you speak about your body in front of your children especially because they know that they inherited your body. So when you're speaking about that your body and you think it's completely innocent, they're picking up on that as my body is wrong too. And so that's something Jalen has struggled with. He wants to go into the gym as well. And um, hold on a second. Okay, sorry about that. I promise I didn't, (laughs) I haven't smoked lately. Anyway, so yeah, so Jalen has, um, you know, he talks about getting ripped and, and that's something, you know, what I said or touched on earlier about fixing your body doesn't fix the problem. I know I've seen you in the past tell Jalen, oh, well, once you get a gym membership, you can start working out like me or eat like this so you can look like this, which I mean is there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but in the context, it could create some disordered thinking and it could pass that down to him. And so reminding him, I think we both try and do this together, is reminding him that your worth isn't determined on, by what you look like on the outside. People see who you are. They see, you know, your inner beauty more than anything. Um, and then the other thing that really opened my eyes with Jalen was, uh, this was like, recently I noticed he developed this obsession with my double chin, which my double chin is like my current biggest insecurity. And he has like felt the need to point it out every time he sees it. So we're like at the store and I'm looking down at my phone and he's like, your double chin is showing, or I see your double chin or whatever. And like kept pointing it out over and over again. And finally I was like, Jalen, like, why do you keep doing that? Like, don't you know that this is my biggest insecurity? This really is making me self-conscious. And he was like, well, it's just because I wish that I had enough fat on my chin to make a double chin. And I was like, I don't know. It was just like one of those moments for me about perspective. You know, as I was saying a few minutes ago, the thin people look at the Or actually, let me rephrase this because I see this on social media when, um, 
you know, it comes to body positivity, especially there will be girls that are not necessarily fat, um, by description, but they'll post, you know, pictures and talk about their insecurities. And then you'll see larger women come into that conversation and say, you have no right to feel this way or like, you know, you're, you're making us look bad or whatever. Like you shouldn't feel insecure. Look at your body. I wish I only looked like you. And it's one of those situations where it invalidates the other person's experience just because, um, you think that they're not large enough to have body insecurities. I mean, same thing. Like if I laughed at you for feeling like, um, your belly roll that you felt you were self-conscious of, if I laughed at you and said, like, shut the hell up, like you're skinny, you have no idea um, what you're talking about, how would that even help us understand each other better? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we all feel it. We just feel it on different or we all feel it the same way. It's just for different reasons. And so really like hearing people of all sizes talk about their insecurities and understanding that like, it's a universal thing. And it comes from these expectations that we have of what an ideal body supposedly looks like when we forget that we were literally all created differently. And sometimes like in your case, Jason, where you can't, you can try really hard, but I mean, you still bring this up when we're at the gym, you'll look at guys who are like more swole than you or whatever. You work your ass off at the gym. I see you at the gym and like you're there for two hours a day, five days a week, like really pushing yourself. But there's a certain size that your body will allow you to get. And you know, mm-hmm. that's, I know you sometimes struggle with that. Exactly. And like, even though I've come to understand that, yeah, those guys in the gym I see, I'd never be as, as big as them, but it's just, it's just like always, like it doesn't stop me from like pushing myself to be as strong as I can be, to be as, you know what I'm saying, muscular as my body can be because I know I can't get to their body, but I just always try for, you know what I'm saying, to to have my body look the best and like to where I'm happy with it and just, you know, just feel good in my body to where like lately, I mean, I haven't, whew, even this past deployment, I, the way I worked out was totally different from the last time when I was like five years ago, the way I worked out because I just worked out more so again for my body to to for it to feel a certain way like I wasn't pushing myself to where I'm hurting myself and things like that I was just you know pushing myself to where I was like okay got a good pump and I feel good you know compared to just trying to get big or trying to get to this size goal and what was the factor that helped you like get to that point that's a good question um I can't even remember honestly uh, where it happened at or, or what what part of my life I realized it. Um, somewhere between thirty and thirty four, I realized I don't like I can't. I don't know what that breakthrough aha moment was, but mm. I can't remember. But I just realized at some point where I was just like I told myself I was just like all right, you know I'm not. I can't. I can't get that big yeah was it just like oh go ahead probably after the my deployment i want to say 
Um, as a deployment, after I came back and I was still working out real hard and I was just like not getting as big as I want to at the same time being as toned as I want to. Like I saw like physique models get and I think that's when I realized like I gotta, for my body type, it's gonna be either or either you know, I wanna be toned and as ripped as my body can get or I wanna you know bulk up and be like look bigger and stuff so which one is it and for me it was just like for the for my body type for my frame i was just like i just rather focus on just being strong and just being toned compared to i was trying to bulk up and you know eat all this food eat um in order to get to a certain weight goal i just realized like forget the scale not worried about how much i weigh just how I look and how I feel. So I'll say probably about around 31, 32. That's when I kind of realized like, all right, this is this is my body. I can't get any bigger. I'm happy with that. And just let me improve on this. Mm. Yeah, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you just recognize that maybe it was unattainable to try and get to. Right, yes. So even, because... I remember you eating you were eating like five to six thousand calories a day or something and, mm-hmm. and you realize i think after a few rotations that you would eat that much bulk up a little bit and then as soon as you stopped eating that much you would just thin out mm-hmm. all over again and almost like the reverse what i was going through mm-hmm. the diet binge cycle for me where it was like oh i had dieted and lost all this weight got down to this certain point and then as soon as i stopped doing exactly that i would just rise right back up your set point weight goes the opposite way to where you would bulk up and then go back down. And so you, it sounds like you just wanted to be more realistic about what's possible for you and your physique and what's like long-term um, obtainable, Yeah. what you can maintain. Exactly. Again, through that process, I realized like being more like aware of my body and just like cutting out eating as much dairy as I was eating, you know? So instead of, I was used to just drinking regular milk and having my protein shakes with milk because of the calories, because of the protein. And then I realized like, oh, this doesn't agree with me. You know, it's making me bloated, making me feel uncomfortable. So yeah, that's when I took the lactose out of out of my- um, Because he's lactose intolerant, I want right. to point out, not just because he thought dairy was bad. Right, whatever. yeah, because I just realized like, yeah, it was, it, I was yeah all the signs of being lactose intolerant. I was like, oh okay, so yeah, I, let me just cut out this dairy. Like, so don't get me wrong, I don't. It's not like I don't do dairy at all. I just don't do it as often as I did, and I see that now I am not as, you know, I don't feel as uncomfortable as I did back then and stuff like that. And then like I said, it's just different ways my being aware of different things that my body react to, and just not and cutting down on it. Compared to when I was trying to bulk up, I just like any and everything. I don't care like how my body's feeling because it's getting that number higher on the scale. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that to where they're willing to do anything that it takes to manipulate their body into looking the way that they want to, but not really thinking about the consequences. And maybe that's something that we become more aware of as we age. I know that's definitely been the case for me is... I'm like functionality of my body is so much more important than what it looks like now. And I'm only, you know, 30 at this point, but I'm already feeling it that like, 
I do not want to abuse my body any further than I already have just to look a certain way. It's so not worth it because I'm going to continue racking up these consequences. And by the time I'm like 60, I'm really going to be paying for it. So now it really is about listening to my body um, and understanding the long-term consequences of the choices that I make for my body. Does that mean that I'm perfect in everything that I do? Absolutely not. And I'm, you can attest to that too, Jason, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, no one is going to be perfect because, again, we are creatures of habit, creatures of routine. So when we're on that routine, yeah, we feel like, oh, man, we're doing awesome. We're good. But let just one, let life happen one good time. It's going to throw it all off. And too often, um, people or, you know, it's people in general just like, oh, man, I messed up. Well, you know, I got to... I'm bad for allowing myself to enjoy this, but you're just telling yourself you're mad at yourself for enjoying life. Like yeah. there's no life to live. So again, yeah, we're not perfect because we choose life over this perfect, this idea of perfection. We choose life over look. Yeah. <laughs> Which is something that I think we all pay attention to. Well, I can't say Jalen cause he's a teenage boy, so he doesn't mm. really, pay attention to much but you and I really pay attention to habits and patterns more than anything so it's not like oh I'm like I think I'm bad for eating ice cream tonight or this week or whatever or drinking tonight it but if we start to see um certain patterns emerge then that's when we recognize like oh this isn't really serving me or maybe this isn't the best idea I think I'm more comfortable calling it out to you More so because, you know, I'm the health coach of the family. (laughs) But, um, and I don't know. I I always tell you that you're welcome to call it out to me as well. I kind of want you to sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, and I don't, because you're so honest with yourself. And you just talk it out with yourself. And you, it's it's almost like you, you kind of check yourself in a way by like voicing in like, oh, I've noticed this about myself and know that you're talking to me. And you're waiting for me to either A, like validate like, yeah, you have or B, like tell you you haven't in certain ways. But it's just you working it out out loud. And it, it kind of takes the pressure off of me to call you out because, again, it's like, oh, she realizes she just wants to to see what she is feeling or what she's seeing. Do I see it that way as well? And I let you say, yeah. I tell you, like, yeah, you know. Um, I have noticed that. Or, or no, I haven't noticed that at all. It's just probably probably not that, not that big of a deal. But again, this all goes back to how you are feeling. You just, like, kind of talk it out to where it's me. Um, yeah, if it doesn't affect me, yeah, I'm not going to realize certain things or certain habits that I'm doing because, again, I'm more of, like, as I always told you, I, I'm i so spontaneous with stuff. I might be in a grocery store and, like, oh, well, this ice cream sounds good. I have it that night and won't touch it again for, like, a few days or a week. And you'd be, like, you remind me, like, did you know that was in there? I was, like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just different for each of us. Yeah. Definitely. It drives me crazy when you leave stuff in there uneaten because I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying not to eat it. <laughs> no, it's in my, um, I think it's in me being a highly sensitive person. One of my traits is being very self-aware. Like I'm constantly reflecting and, you know, checking. And so I think that's 
what helps. And I actually, I do, now that we mention it, I do appreciate that you give me the space to figure things out on my own. Mm -hmm. And then I think you would know the point where if it were a problem, like you would know when that comes. But yeah, usually I catch myself before things really become a big issue, which I'm really thankful for that, for allowing myself to be someone who's tapped into my intuitive nature so that I can catch things as they come up. So kind of winding down and wrapping this all up, I, I would say the biggest lesson that I learned from this is, um, first of all, I don't think the advice of break up with someone if they are honest with you about how they feel is the best advice. And and I think like, and I understand why women feel, you know, so threatened by what Jason had said to me. Um, I personally was threatened by it and I was angry about it for a really long time. But the lesson that I've learned is uh, through all of this is that everyone is struggling with their own body image issues. And usually when someone points it out, like something out about your body to you, not that Jason did that, um, which he didn't. I asked him the question. I put him in that position to be honest with me. But when somebody does have issues or take issue with your body, it's usually them um, reflecting or projecting their body image issues out into the world. So if, so I noticed the difference when I stopped, um, obsessing over my own body, I saw other people's bodies so differently. I used to pick apart people's bodies. I used to post articles on obesity and why I thought it was so, um, wrong and people shouldn't be allowed to promote obesity. All I had all this hatred toward larger people because I had this hatred toward myself and this fear of becoming one of those people. For what reason? Not any good reason I can name off now, but just because of who I thought that like it would make me, it, uh, because I thought it would make me less worthy of a person. And now that I recognize that we're all worthy and deserving of respect, regardless of our size or anything of the way that we look, and um, I feel a lot more safe to be able to see others as being just as lovable, no matter how they look on the outside. I have no pressure to date someone that I'm not attracted to or, you know, anything like that. And there's a difference between some being attracted to somebody and finding them worthy and deserving of respect. So that's been my biggest lesson. What would you say your biggest lesson has been? Just better understanding that, like you say, everybody's going through just in different ways and listening to my body and understanding what what feels good to me or what looks good on my body isn't this may not be what society says but again I've learned like I don't care what society says you know what I'm saying it's all about my body and what I feel is good and you know and what, what I feel good with and how my body feels good and the other thing too I want to point out that because that made me think of this um, me recognizing the beauty and like, say if I were to look at a guy at the gym, who's like bigger than you, like physique wise, um, and to be like, oh, wow, I like his physique. You're, you can graciously appreciate that. You will look at him with me and say, yeah, he has a really nice physique and not feel like I'm saying he's more desirable or I find him more desirable than you. We can together appreciate like his, you know, yeah, we can appreciate work. him. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, not just the work, but obviously the genetics, as we've talked about. Right. Yeah, genetics. But again, like I always tell people too, like, and again, this goes back to like I said with Jalen and stuff like that. To where, yeah, I, I'm naturally slim, but in order for any muscle on my body, I had to work for it. Because again, it's my body isn't naturally muscular. Right. And again, the the guy who we're, we're sitting at the gym, his physique. If he didn't work out, he, his physique wouldn't look like that. So that's why I say the work, and that's why I appreciate, like I said, I'm able to appreciate uh, a guy's physique. Because, yeah, I know his ability to put on that much muscle is genetics, but also the hard work that it takes to keep that physique up. That's what I was talking about. That's a good point, actually, too. And I think sometimes people dismiss, even I think I'm one of those people that dismiss the work that you put in to even look the way that you do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people, like I say, oh, he can eat a piece of pizza and still have a six pack. Well, you worked for that six pack in the gym. Mm -hmm. You're naturally skinny. So if you didn't exercise and eat the way that you do, you would be like a spaghetti. Yeah, I wouldn't be strong. I wouldn't be able to lift what I lift, you know what I'm saying, stuff like right. that. So Yeah, so you really do put a lot of work into your physique, and that should be appreciated. Um, and, yeah, and back to the point of appreciating someone else's, like, in a relationship, me appreciating someone else's physique doesn't take away from Jason being the man that I love and the person mm-hmm. that I choose every day and vice versa. Him checking out other women used to threaten the shit out of me and used to like piss me off and it doesn't um I don't I I don't want to like say a hundred percent of the time it doesn't bother me if that's in like not correct I don't know when do I ever really no but I think it's because of how I go about it so you know it's more so again just the same way I look at the guys like I appreciate that work you know what I'm saying I recognize like they're, the girls was just like the dudes was like mainly with the girls is just like the, their thighs their butts and stuff like that to where like I, I recognize like yeah she put in work for that because if she didn't yeah she's small she wouldn't be that tone that that like she wouldn't have those legs and her butt wouldn't be that firm and stuff like that so I think that's the way you're able to to not feel as turned as you would then because I express it more now and let you know like oh this is what I'm admiring about her and this is why because again look at her like for instance we saw a girl in the gym the other day I pointed out that her legs were bigger than both of mine put together yeah. and, and you know it's just like wow that's crazy and then, but that because I that's awesome that because I know that how much work it, she had to put in to get legs like that how often she had to squat the way she had to squat to get there just like a dude would yeah, yeah, and it's almost like an objective observation in that case where you're, like, looking at the body and the physique versus, like, oh, she's this and this and this. Right. Um, which, I mean, sometimes you will express your attraction to people, like, not just about their physique at the gym, but, like, your attraction, and I do the same. And, again, it's it's just, I mean, we're human beings. We're wired for that attraction. And in a relationship, I think it can be dangerous when you try and cut off that natural attraction that your partner has to other people it cuts off the sexuality within your relationship as well you know so um because i i i think 
Well, I haven't felt this way in a while, but I used to get really pissed off that Nicki Minaj was like your ideal one. Because <laughs> I was like, there's no way that I could ever... Because every, like, you know, I, I would... I was like... I would say mean things about how um, her body type was like fake. How she's just fake everywhere. And that feels like... It feels unrealistic for me. So then I was like, well, if that's his ideal woman... What is he doing with me? And I think I asked you that question a million times. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing with me if you want Nicki Minaj? And But again, Nicki Minaj is not me. I am not Nicki Minaj. And at the end of the day, that's what I had to realize is that like he is he married me because I am who I am all around, not just on the way I look like or, you know, as a as a well-rounded person. And vice versa. Exactly. And it, like to go back to the Nicki Minaj, it was just, and especially at that time when we were first dating, she was the biggest thing in hip, as far as hip hop female artists. So it was just her swagger, her sexuality, and stuff like that. So it just wasn't her body alone. It was all of that type of stuff. They were just like, wow, you know, it was that she's an entertainer. It was that character she was putting out there. I was like, wow, I like that. Um, but again, I knew you, and that's why you always that's why you with me. It's like because you're Lauren, I know you. I don't know Nicki Minaj, I, I don't know the real Nicki, you know. So I just know Nicki Minaj, just persona she puts out there yeah. and stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, it was just, I guess, that kind of once you kind of realize that it, and it kind of helped you out, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So now that we've been through everything that we have, what advice would you give to someone who's in a relationship and their partner is struggling with body image and reaching out for support? I would say be patient um, with their process and also try to be care more caring you know I, I feel like that's nothing i've learned is just to, to to care more about the process you have to go through with body image and under and like understanding that okay i can relate to it on a certain level and and it just helps me to to care more and to be able to be there for you more so i would just be like be patient be more caring with your partner i love that anything else you'd like to add no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> All righty. Well, that wraps up this bonus episode of the All or Something Living podcast. If you love this episode and you think it will be helpful for someone else, go ahead and share it. You can share it and um, post a screenshot on Instagram and tag me so I can feature you in my stories. I would also love if you enjoy this podcast, if you would leave a review, tell us what you like about it. And that way it shows up um, on the charts. And so more people... Five star review, baby. Five star. <laughs> Honest reviews, what I like. Um, if you think it's five stars, cool. If you want to suggest some improvements, I'm open to that as well. But I would just love to have you leave a review so the podcast becomes more visible to others. If you have an episode request... For Jason and I, for a bonus episode, let us, let well, let me know. Let me know on Instagram at Lauren M. Kepler, or just DM me anytime to let me know your ahas and your breakthroughs as you listen to this podcast. 
Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. But until then, just remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.